The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbrinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, March 15th, and we are recapping Tuesday's action of free agency. Of course, when free agency starts, it also means it's March Madness, which means it's time to fill out a bracket. And if you're listening to the show or watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, you will want to join us in our bracket challenge. I'll be there. Wilson will be there. Breach will be there. And we want you in there as well. Join us at cbssports.com slash pick six brackets. And the winner of the bracket pool will get a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. Using P Plus, you'll be able to watch NCAA tournament games, tons of soccer from the Champions League, which is currently on to CONCACAF, golf majors in the spring, and NFL football in the fall. Also, we're excited for the debut of Halo, which is streaming March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it for free. Back to the brackets. There's just enters one pool. Nobody. You can also create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. You can play on the CBS Sports app or at cbsports.com slash pick six brackets. Link will be in the episode description. Join me to break down Tuesday's free agency action. Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo, yo. Um, we got we're starting to get some. So things have been a little bit all quiet on the the Western front, so to speak, with Deshaun Watson, like just kind of simmering. And it's starting to uh it's starting to take off and, and really generate some heat in terms of where Deshaun Watson might end up going. And we think that we may have narrowed down his suitors to four teams, right? Correct. What four teams? Uh you've clearly been doing you grinding in the draft lab. Uh, Give me the names. I'll see if I have heard the of them. Before. Carolina Panthers. Check. The New Orleans Saints. Check. The Atlanta Falcons. That's false flag. What's the other one? The Cleveland Browns. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So I knew those teams. I just knew that the Falcons. Well, I think we all agree they're just messing. Uh, mystery team? We got a mystery team. I thought, okay, so the team. The Falcons the, are the mystery team. The Falcons are the mystery team. I thought when I first heard that, that it was probably, it was kind of more like um, the, uh, like, all right, let me put it this way. The Texans benefit greatly from the convenient nature of three of the teams interested in trading for Deshaun Watson being in the same division. Yeah. Somebody asked me why. I can't believe they couldn't figure it out themselves. 
if the three teams are in the same division, they're competing. You, you 100% was the person asking why, but go ahead. Right. I mean, it's my idea. If you're competing, <laughs> if you're competing for the same quarterback between three teams and you're all in the same division, it leverage it cranks up the leverage in the in the negotiations that the Texans have. I mean, it's just it's obvious. Like they have an immense amount of negotiating power if they are like it's one thing if you're just like like putting multiple teams against each other. It's a whole different ballgame if you're putting three teams in the same division against each other. I mean, that is like you know, because you're thinking if you're the Panthers, you're like, well, I don't want to play Deshaun Watson twice a year. Like the whole point is we wanted Deshaun Watson. But same again, team. why do you think the Falcons are doing anything other than obfuscating well yeah that actually could be the falcons trying to drive up the price um the, but deshaun watson apparently is going to meet with the falcons and being from that area it has been pointed out by many people that uh arthur blank has a, a pretty big infatuation with deshaun watson the biggest barrier for the falcons deshaun watson was a former falcons ball boy there you go big whoop uh, that means a lot. I don't Why? think it's not enough. You were never a ball boy. You don't know what it means. I sweat. was a ball boy. And how dare you say I was? Campbell University soccer, eighth grade. The Camels? Yeah. How'd you what? know that? Oh, I know all about Campbell. There okay. You go. We're not talking about them, but the, go problem, the problem for the Atlanta Falcons is that they just restructured Matt Ryan's contract to get themselves further underneath the cap by adding three voidable years on the back end of his deal. So Matt Ryan's. Matt Ryan's deal now runs technically through 2026, his 41 year old season. The final three years are voidable or automatically void. They're there just for signing bonus purpose and his dead cap number in 2020. So he really only has two years left on his deal. His dead cap number for the Falcons in 2022 is $55.5 million. Yeah. That, I mean, we've been saying that for months. So well, I don't well, know. Go ahead. An even bigger part of that is that usually you say, Oh, if they trade him, They'll save X amount of money, but there's not really. No, no, they a, lose money. They lose money. That's what I'm about chance. to say yeah. is that so like that's not even the, you're the general manager going to the owner. Well, this is how much money we'll save if we trade them. Well, you don't save any money at all. It actually gets worse. So you're talking about I have no idea how the Falcons would pull off this trade considering Matt Ryan is a $55 million cap hit well, in 2022 well, and it bumps up to 73 if they trade him. Will McClain in the chat asked, why would Houston want Matt Ryan? And the answer is they don't. I don't think that they would take Matt Ryan back. And unless they're like, I think they would just take a bunch of picks. Oh yeah. I wasn't even implying that Ryan has to be in this trade. I'm saying that I don't think Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watts would be teammates. So ostensibly the Falcons yeah. will be getting rid of Matt Ryan, whether that's trading him to a different team, whether that's cutting him. Can you afford to have Matt Ryan and Deshaun Watson on the roster? If Deshaun Watson's making $35 million. Yeah, you but could, here's the other thing. You trade Matt Ryan. Who's taking? How much of that are you going to have to eat if you're the Falcons? No one's taking all, all of that it. Stupid. Everything. Right. So this does. That's why I'm saying that they're messing. A post June one trade of Matt Ryan. Oh God. Why are you trying to make this happen? It's not going to happen. The Indianapolis Colts would be a really good fit for Matt Ryan. A post June one trade would be twenty seven million thirty, just under the twenty eight million dollars in dead cap space. <laughs> they ain't taking Matt Ryan. I mean, would you rather have Matt Ryan? Wait, so are you saying the Falcons hold on to Matt Ryan? Like, they have Deshaun Watson and Matt Ryan on the roster until June 1st? How are they doing that math? So the first round of OTAs, you have Matt Ryan oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. I mean, Matt Ryan would just sit out or whatever. Like Deshaun no, did I'm last not year. worried about that. I'm not worried about the, the locker room. I'm, worried, I'm, I'm How do you make the salary cap work? Yeah, that's the tricky part. 
<laughs> okay, just as long as we're clear. <laughs> that is the tricky part. And according to Over the Cap, the Falcons are in a spot right now. They have about $16 million in cap space. I thought and- he said $16, which I also would have believed. <laughs> the is- other problem is what are the Falcons giving? So, all right. So, with the Deshaun Watson thing, it's worth noting Deshaun Watson is a full no trade clause. And I, I heard this pointed out, I think, on NFL Network. Um, and I can't remember who said it. One of the guys with the in the ties, Garofalo, Rapsheet, or, or Pelissera, I believe, is that if Deshaun Watson... So the, the Browns, the, the Texans prefer not to trade him to the Browns because they're in the same conference. They like Their ideal situation, I think, is to the Saints or Panthers. But Deshaun Watson, again, has a full no-trade clause. He could say... I want to go to Atlanta. And that's why would he want to go to Atlanta if he's made it clear that he doesn't want to get sacked 400 times a season? Uh, Just, uh, just, just bear with Brinson for a second. Deshaun Watson says, I want to go to Atlanta. And they figure out a way to get him into Atlanta. I mean, like, I mean, I I, like, if they're not going to not trade him, who? The Texans, they have to trade Deshaun Watson. But he can say, no, you can't trade me. So he can dictate where he wants to go. If he wants to, for instance, they don't want to trade him to Cleveland and they want to get the most back. But Deshaun Watson can can block that. So they're going to have the Texans and Deshaun are going to have to work together. If Deshaun says, I want to go to Cleveland and I don't want to go to the NFC South, the Texans would probably have to figure out a way to grease the wheels to make that happen. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's... I don't think anyone disagrees with that. I think that they're they're probably trying to work something out, both the Texans and the Sean Watson. I know, but I'm saying that if he says, I want to go to Atlanta and I will block a trade anywhere else. Well, the problem is Atlanta's going to come back and says, we can't afford you. That's the, 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 the end of the conversation. Well, like, like financially afforded? Yes. I think they can find a way to afford him. Okay, I'll give you 20 minutes, and then 20 minutes I'll check back in, and you do the math of who they have left and how I Matt mean, Ryan – and I mean – that team will be immeasurably worse with Deshaun Watson than they and are right now. And that's the other thing, because you have to give up players and draft picks. Like, it's funny that Deshaun Watson was a ball boy because he's going to be throwing passes to the ball boys because <laughs> those are going to be his receivers. They just they lost Russell Gage. Who knows what's going on there? Obviously, no Calvin Ridley. I don't you know why. That. You're, ta- you're down to Russell Gage in terms of important players they've lost. And that's yeah, the foundation the, the started. Well, it's, all right, I, look, I'm just walking through the the – the, the stuff here. The, look, yeah, you if you're have- Sean Watson, I'm just I'm Nick Casario, and I'm saying to you, man, I would love to send you to Atlanta. Unless you're going to work for minimum wage, there's absolutely no way. And then you know, the happen. Texans, the Texans would have to restructure his contract. The trade would have to happen before the, a trade and a restructuring of his contract would have to happen before like 24 hours from now. Why or you restructure his contract with t- Houston, and then that facilitates a trade. The Falcons could not take Deshaun Watson's contract and his $40 million cap it in 2022 on right now. But I'm not sure that the Panthers or the Saints could either. And I think won't. the Panthers could. They're they're the best in the best uh, the pa- situation. I mean, the Panthers, to take the Panthers have very obviously maneuvered themselves into a position to give up everything and to trade for Deshaun Watson. Like that's they're clearly under the cap too officially um minutes ago. I just saw. Okay. Um I mean look, Carolina probably has the strongest offer. Because presumably they can give them three the f- three first round picks and two players. Uh, by Ian Rappaport reported that the Saints and the Panthers both have strong offers out there. They're the 
the Colts asked to talk to Watson or talk to Watson and the Texans said, no, they're not going to trade him in the division. That's hilarious. I mean, I, I get why. I also could, you could also make the argument that if you take a bunch of first round picks from the Colts, you're doing damage to their roster. Just a thought. Maybe they don't want to lose 41 to nothing this year. Twice. Ouch. Twice this year. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and then, so, I mean, all right, so let's rank the, where, like the real, let's rank where we think Deshaun Watson would land as of 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. Because he's going somewhere. Wilson, you go first? You want me to go first? Right. I'll go first. All right, you go first. I'll Wilson, go first. I said it. Falcon. I said it yesterday. I'm pounding my fist because I'm going to keep pounding because my answer is still the Panthers scissors. Uh, I, I think this, the Panthers are the most logical. I think they have the most cap room. I think they have the most to offer. Uh, they might not have the most talented roster out of these three teams, but it's Wait close. A second. I, I the think most to offer out of which teams are you considering? Out of the the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. I think okay. the Browns. The Browns are the wild card to me because if the Texans are willing to trade in the AFC, I think they have the highest ceiling for success in. 2022 with Deshaun Watson. So I'm with, that's why I'm going with Cleveland because Cleveland has the most to offer. I know there's the AFC concern there. They also have a ton of money and they can trade some players. They, I'm sure they'll be willing to move on for some players. Andrew Barry's been pretty aggressive. It feels like early on, he's got Amari Cooper. He cut Jarvis Landry. The offensive line's really good, even though Conklin's a concern and they just cut JC Treader. Still better than the other two spots. And they're Bring a good football team. And then the I think you can also flip Baker Mayfield for some picks as well, because Baker's not going to go back to Houston. Probably not. No, they have Davis Mills. That's their dude. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then you call up the Seahawks also, and you also, say, how much, how much for yeah. Baker? Would you give over the give up the ninth overall pick for Baker Mayfield? No. no. I wouldn't either. I mean, he's not a fifth-year option. He's making $18 million. This year. I would but, for Gardner Minshew. <laughs> hey, oh. but, but if you're the Browns and you got... Well, here's the other thing. The reason the Texans, who I, I mean, I think have, is if the Texans get rid of Deshaun Watson, they have plenty of cap space. You, in theory, would take Baker back and then flip him for an asset. Or if you like Baker, you know, and remember that there were people in New England who liked him, so maybe it was Nick Casario. But I, I'm just saying, you could you could bring Baker back and then flip him to the Seahawks for a second round pick or something like that, um, or a second and two thirds or something like that. Um, that's not inconceivable. Or or you flip him to the Colts. <laughs> Just He'd be good on the Colts. Be better than. So, is that your final guess? Since you asked us, what was our guess as of 4 p.m. on Tuesday? Wilson has the Browns. I have the Panthers. I mean, I would take the Panthers too. Dang, Brenton, you're on the Panthers train. I, I, I just, I mean, and I don't think it's a smart move by the Panthers. But I think well, David Tepper is going to go all as all in as possible. And the other thing the Panthers could do to facilitate this is you send Sam Darnold back to the Texans. Not as Sam Darnold. Just, just listen to me. Not as an asset, as a throw-in, because the Panthers need cap relief to fit Deshaun Watson underneath the on the thing. But that means that the Texans are taking on Sam Darnold's contract. Yeah, well, they don't care. They'll eat that eighteen million for one year, and then so like on. the Brock Osweiler deal. But yes, exactly. Basically, the Brock Osweiler deal. Because if you look at the Panthers' salary cap, um, it is uh, let's see, they're they're Not two great. highest. I mean, the Panthers are a mess, man. Their two highest figure salary cap guys are Sam Darnold at 18.85, then Robbie Anderson at 16.83, Christian McCaffrey at 14.3, Shaq Thompson 13.1, DJ Moore, Taylor Moten. I mean, all, but like, 
I mean, the the problem for me is, are you really going to give up three first round picks plus Derek Brown plus Brian Burns for Deshaun Watson? Like that is crazy. Well, you said it's not in their best interest. What is in their best interest? I mean, to sell the team to somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Fire Matt Rule. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I actually, actually, you know what? Since Breach went the Panthers, I'll, I'll, I'll say, I'll zig a little bit. I'll say the Saints because the Saints just Ooh. find a way to make stuff happen. It's indoors too, which I think Deshaun would like. And you know, also- another interesting thing about the Saints is that Taron Armstead still hasn't signed, and it feels yeah. like he's kind of waiting this out. Like, you know, if you guys trade for Deshaun, maybe I'll stay in New Orleans, take a slight discount because you, you have the number one left tackle on the market. They're usually gone pretty quickly. You know, the other interesting thing about the Saints is if they traded for Deshaun Watson this season, do you think that uh, Dennis Allen is definitely their head coach next year? Why wouldn't he be? Somebody else Peyton comes, comes back? Peyton comes back and coaches the Saints again? No, he ain't coming back. Not next year. He's going to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they all of a sudden had Deshaun Watson, like I think Sean Payton would be pretty interested in coming. But he back. hasn't been involved in a month and a half. He's not just going to come. It wouldn't be surprising at all if he, were, if he were like a shadow figure right now. It would su- surprise me very much because why be a shadow figure when he could just be that coach? Burnt, just burned out? I don't know. Um, can I uh, can I stir the pot a little bit, Brinson? Absolutely. I, I feel like saying something that I totally believe that you may think is crazy. And our British buddy, uh, Stub Rumhill, asked, is, is Watson legit top-tier quarterback? Where does he rank? Deshaun Watson, next year, not a top-10 quarterback. Yeah, you hate Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, the list I put in the chat. Yep. What'd you probably put? could have formatted that a little bit better. I thought That's it would have right. showed up different. Mahomes, right. I'm taking all these guys over to yeah. Sean for next year for 2022. Okay, stop me uh, when I see somebody you want Watson over Wilson or or, or Breach. Okay, <laughs> do you see how? Wait a second, should Debo put this in the yeah, chat? It's, it's, terrible, it's terrible. It's one word. Come on, I did it. I did it in a. I'll, I'm going to redo it. Is okay. it a joke? Um, all right, go ahead, Prince. Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, you just, I'm going to read names and you buzz in when you're ready. This to, is just for 2022, right? Just for 2022. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. Just don't say anything until you're ready to say you want Watson over the <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady. Josh Allen. Joe Burrow. Bzz. Oh, you'll take Deshaun over Joe Burrow? So you're not going off Debo's list. You're doing your list. I knew, you, I knew y'all were buzzing on Russ. Oh, I was I was getting ready to pre-buzz, and then you, you, took, you zipped <laughs> yeah, on me. Yeah. No, no, I, yeah, well, I, I knew you wouldn't buzz on Brady Allen, so I was trying to get as many Wilson, as Wilson or Brinson, you could have got another one in there on on Wilson before before Burrow. Gina? With uh, Herbert? Yeah, I yeah. was worried. I was worried. Oh, Herbert, I would have stuck with Herbert. Okay, okay. Would you, what about you for Herbert, Breach? I didn't buzz in. Well, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm trying to play by the rules here. Okay, so all right, so Justin Herbert, so Wilson, so all right, and then Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott. Buzz. Okay, so are you buzzing on? Are you buzzing on Lamar Wilson? No, I'm. I'm. St- I didn't. My initial buzz is on Burrow. Okay, Three. so everyone else I've read since then, you would still take. Oh, Deshaun. I would still take Deshaun. Yeah. Okay. So Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So. I think there's a case to be made that well, so Wilson, I have him in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, top, I probably have him in the top five, 10 too. And I think you have him top six or seven. Bro. I mean, I think there is some, if you're a team trading for him, you do have to be like 
just a little worried because he just took a year off. You know, it's not often you see so a breach. Quarter- Remember, I think Brinson was out party. He was actually partying that night. Um, a happy party, not bad party in, in LA. But we were sitting at that table with BMAC and BMAC. Oh, uh, my! I was at my buddy's house. Yeah, no, this was like the day the sun was still up, so you were just you know you were having a cocktail at the pool or whatever. But uh, BMAC was telling us, and Prisco was there, and I'm pretty sure you hadn't left yet, Breach. But that he thinks that Deshaun is like top two or three. But his concern is the same concern you have that he's taken off a year, so we don't know what he looks like. Uh, it's a big concern. I think it's a legit concern. But he was saying, like, he's right up there with Mahomes and and Allen. Like, it, there's, you know, if he's playing on that team, like, put it another way. So, what is? I'll ask you, Brent. So, what what does the Texans look like from 2017 to 2020 with Patrick Mahomes? I mean, are they that much different than Deshaun Watson? No. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, like I, I say, like I say this all the time, and I'm, I'm not trying to disparage um, Patrick Mahomes at all, but. And by the way, feel free to rank the where you think in the chat. Rank where you think uh, Deshaun is relative to the other quarterbacks, like where you would put him um, or who you would take him over. I mean, if you put like Deshaun, like Watson gets killed for constantly creating sacks by holding onto the football. Patrick Mahomes would do the exact same thing if he played on that Texans team and didn't play in an Andy Reid offense. Like, I mean, Mahomes is Mahomes is incredible and like one of the all time talents and one probably going to finish as one of like a hall of fame all-time quarterback but if he doesn't land in kansas city he doesn't it doesn't he doesn't progress as quickly as he does in my opinion i think if he goes to chicago or if he goes to houston he's you know he's a little bit um you know he's a little bit uh maybe takes him a little bit longer to progress oh uh, one more quarterback uh deshaun watson or carson wentz I mean, for me to say, and I said this last year, Dak over Deshaun, like that takes a lot for me to say Dak over Deshaun, but I, I believe it. I threw Stafford on there just for fun. I would I would have him in the eight to eight to nine range. But I, I don't think it's crazy to say it's not a reasonable to say he's not a top five quarterback. Right. Uh to say Burrow or Herbert and obviously Allen and Mahomes. I mean, I think Russ, once he gets back to health, and then I think we're sleeping on Lamar like a, a former MVP and more accomplished. Than Deshaun Watson in his career. Deshaun Watson's played four years. Lamar's played. Yeah, four what years. does Lamar look like in Houston? Yeah, I mean they. I mean they built around Lamar. Like it's a, It makes it. It makes like you got Bill O'Brien trading everybody on that friggin' team except Deshaun. Watson. I, I don't think it would be crazy that Matthew Stafford has a better twenty twenty two than Deshaun Watson, especially if Deshaun Watson's on the Panthers. Well, good lord, yes, <laughs> I will agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just saying they have no offensive line. They. Flopping around. What if Deshaun's on on the Saints though? Who has the better year, Stafford or Deshaun? Uh, I mean, I still think it's entirely possible it's Stafford with just because they have a good offensive line. Even losing Andrew Whitworth, we'll get to that in a second. But you know, good weapons. I mean, the Saints have Michael Thomas, but and Alvin Kamara. Like they, I mean, well, that's where that's probably where I, I I'm I'm saying Saints. I don't until Kamara gets traded to the Texans in the Deshaun Watson deal. I don't think that. See, I don't think Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara would be involved in a trade like that. I think they would much rather get back picks and and players on their first and I believe that was even stated is they want players on their first contract. They Who's don't the the it's been reported the Texans don't want like Christian oh, okay. McCaffrey. And you think McCaffrey's not even a ascending asset at this point, you know. He's they would the, the Panthers would be thrilled to get rid of him and it would right. really need a bunch of cal- salary cap space. Um okay, any other thoughts on Watson? And and I don't think Cleveland's out of the out of the out of the running yet either. 
Yeah. And you know, the, I think the strange thing about Cleveland being in the running is what does this do with the chemistry between Stefanski and Baker Mayfield? Yeah. I mean, if you're Baker Mayfield, you are irate. The Browns are literally out there trying to replace you, doing it publicly. And obviously, these two didn't, it didn't seem like they were on the same page during the 2021 season. And now you're just throwing gas on the fire. Rich, let me ask you this, though. Uh, how much angrier could Baker Mayfield possibly be after he, his shoulder fell off and he just said, screw it, I'm getting surgery in week 17 or week 18, whatever that was, when they kept making him throw the ball when he his arm was dragging anyway? Uh, more? A little more? Here's kind of an interesting note, too. Uh, shout out to John McClain, the great writer for the Houston Chronicle. I was reading his article on this. And he, in the, this is before the Falcons got in the mix, but he basically said that Deshaun shot down Seattle, shot down Philadelphia, which is interesting, uh, was looking at Carolina and New Orleans and also interested in Cleveland. And he pointed out, I forgot about this. Do you guys remember the only time? So the, Deshaun's played the Browns three times. He has beaten them twice in Houston and lost to them once in Cleveland. Do you re- in 2020 when they were the good Browns? Do you remember what happened in that game? No idea. Would you like me to refresh your memory? Sure. Yes. The weather was so bad, they had to get the fans out of the stands. It was like lightning and stuff, and fans had to clear it. And they finally get out there, and the wind is whipping so hard off the lake. Deshaun ends up going 20 of 30 for 163 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Surely that has to cloud his interest in going to Cleveland and playing in that stadium year round. Like, you know, you could be as good a quarterback. Like, yeah, that 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 stadium for like a month and a half every year can completely diminish any quarterback's like ability to throw the football. Oh, my question would be what were Baker Mayfield's numbers in that game? I was going to say there are two quarterbacks playing in the game. It's not like it's just going to happen to one person. Well, that's what, so if you have the quarterback who can obviously handle that weather better, you're Baker, at a, Baker was 12 of 20 for 132 yards, zero yeah, to two. Exactly. There you go. They're both terrible. Yeah. But then you would still rather have Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no, no question about it. I, I'm not, I'm saying for, for Deshaun's purposes, remember, he can veto where he goes. So I'm going to yeah. say Saints. If he did, if he vetoes it for that reason, he that seems soft to me. It's absolutely soft. I mean, I get uh, it, but it's not like you're out there by yourself and then Baker's thrown in the in the in the tunnel and has the benefit of playing indoors. I mean, what are we doing? Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, should we take a break and then come back and we'll uh, get the actual we'll, moves? We'll talk some winners and losers in free agency <laughs> going up next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, I didn't know if we had a commercial at all. We really run a tight ship around here. <laughs> the, um, we had the NFC South listeners, winners. Um, I would say they're losers because Tom Brady's back and Deshaun Watson's coming. Two teams are going to be losers. Um, uh, winners, a winner, clear winner, the Baltimore Ravens who picked up former Saints safety Marcus Williams on a five-year, $70 million deal, a huge contract. The safeties have been getting paid out there. I mean, look, I love Marcus Williams as a player, and I think the Ravens do as good a job as anybody, Wilson, of developing veteran safeties and just getting the most out of them. Yeah, this is huge. They signed Tony Jefferson a few years ago. That didn't work out. He's actually back with the team now, but they they actually paid him a pretty pretty good free agency price, if I recall correctly. It just didn't happen. Uh, they drafted Jason Elam a few years ago. I think his name was Jason um, in the first round, and that was an absolute unmitigated disaster. So they've, they've been trying to find guys in that post-Ed Reed uh, world, and um, I love Marcus Williams. I, I think he was the guy that was actually in coverage in the Minnesota Miracle. Um, he yeah. sort of just whiffed on it as a rookie. Whatever, dude. The dude bounced back. He's a good player. Uh, it makes the that secondary better. And they have some issues in the secondary. And just in terms of um, Marcus Peters towards ACL last year before the season. So he'll be back. He's in the final year of his deal. Uh, I mentioned Tony Jefferson's back. Uh, they have Geno Stone, who I like coming out. But he he's more of a role player, special teams guy. And then Jimmy Smith's a free agent. Tavon Young's a free agent. Chris Westry, I believe they told they, they're not going to re-sign him. So uh, there's some holes to fill there, and I, I love the the addition of Marcus Williams, who I will predict right now will have eight interceptions versus the Bengals in two games next year. Um, I hate that prediction. Matt Elam, by the way. Thank you, Debo, not Jason Elam. Who's more likely to throw eight interceptions against the Ravens, Mitch Trubisky or Joe Burrow? By the way, you didn't call out Jason Elam, the kicker for the Broncos, when I could just call him out as the safety for the, for the Ravens. Pay attention, Breach. Matt Elam. I'm not out to call you out live on a podcast. That's mean. That's mean spirited. Just to say I wasn't paying attention. Um, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> you know what? Though? It's crazy because the Ravens obviously prioritize getting safety help. We've seen them go out and get guys before. We saw them sign Eric Weddle. Uh, we saw oh, them yeah, sign right. Earl Thomas. So like they love going out and getting a veteran. So it feels like they think the safety is a key part of their defense. Um, and they kind of work back to front. Uh, to make that defense good, and it's good every year. So whatever they're doing is working. Uh, and to get the nail on the head, Wilson, I think Marcus Williams is a good addition for the Ravens. Getting paid too. He is yeah. getting paid. Maybe not at that rate, but good addition. Baltimore good seems like a really good bounce back team next year. You know, Pittsburgh. I mean, like Pittsburgh's got. You know, Pittsburgh may or may not have improved with Trubisky. Um, I mean, they won games. eight games with seventy nine people on injured reserve. I would say definitely. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati is like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to throw shade. Cincinnati feels like a regression team. Why are you team. throwing shade, man? I'm not. I'm just saying Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. the the Bengals don't have to regress for the Ravens to be good. I'm just saying they're an obvious bounce back. Like everybody's going to pick them to be a playoff yes. team. Yes, because if they're healthy, and then you add Marcus Williams into the mix, the Jets have been busy bees. The Jets are a huge. Free, I mean, the Jets, excuse me. The Jets have been frequent free agent flyers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have Self a dunk. We don't have a boot. Yeah, it's, I'm just dunking myself for a terrible joke. Um, they added DJ Reed, CJ Uzama. The Uzama contract was insane. It's like eight, three years, twenty four million, which is kind of crazy. How'd you uh, feel about that breach? Uh, I didn't think he was. I mean, I didn't want the Bengals to give him that kind of money, so <laughs> right. I'm fine with it. <laughs> That's right. right. That's what it comes down to. Um, they also added 
uh, yesterday. I don't think that we, we may have, t- I think we touched on it probably, but they added Lake and Tomlinson. And it's interesting. You see Lake and Tomlinson get massive money. You know, he comes from, um, you know, it, it's, it'll be interesting to see like this, this happened with Belichick a lot. Well, how will this happen with Kyle Shanahan's f- former players? Right. So like Lake and Tomlinson comes from San Francisco where he's a pro bowler in 2021. I don't think he missed the start in the last four years either. I think that's right. He did not. He's from Duke, right? He went to Duke. That's right. Uh, drafted by the Lions in the uh, early, it was like second round? Third round? The first round. My God. Forgot about that. 2015. Played for the Lions for two years, and then he just comes, goes to San Francisco and is, is good, naturally. Um, but, like, I'll be curious to see how the value for former San Francisco players – could potentially spike because of all these Cal Shanahan disciples out there in the market. If they're competing like Mike McDaniel and Robert Sala are maybe out there trying to chase Lake and Tomlinson, a player that they know can be great in their offensive scheme. You know, will that cause you know the price of these guys to, to rise? I don't know. I just, I think that's kind of interesting. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Lake and Thomas is really good. That helps for sure. And I like what the Jets are doing. You have Robert Sala, a defensive coach, bringing in two guys in the secondary, uh, Jordan Whitehead and DJ Reed. So it, it does feel like the Jets are making smart decisions, which are not words we've used in the same sentence with the Jets very often. And so, you know, he just saw just kind of got his feet wet last year, wasn't going to turn that franchise around in one season. Uh, but to see them add two defenders like that, and then obviously I think the Tomlinson signing was huge, but you know, the big question New York's just going to be, is Zach Wilson any good? Because I don't think we know that yet. No, it's hard to tell when you're laying on your back every single play. <laughs> it is hard to tell. Um, Yeah. So I, the Jets have been, like, again, you know, I like the, I like beefing up the secondary because you need to do that. They actually have some kind of interesting players on their defense now. Like you can, if Carl Lawson is able to come back and be healthy and Quinton Williams maybe takes a step forward. You know, they've they got some guys. You could kind of squint and talk yourself into this defense, right? Maybe. Well, again, it just comes down to Zach Wilson. I mean, they got to sort that out. If you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. Fortunately, they have Flacco in the uh behind him. They could the sign like winning. Kickers were winners. Yeah, kickers. Specifically, young way Koo, who signed a five year twenty four million dollar deal with the Falcons. That's why they couldn't sign Deshaun. They signed Young Way. I know. Smart move. Uh, what did, do we see the actual numbers on that? What's his cap? Five twenty-four, I believe. Is that right? I know, I'm like wondering what his cap it is. Oh, so breach. What does this rank among all the kickers? Uh, as far as salary, or as yeah. far as being average a smart annual? Move? Uh, it's definitely up there because just over five was the highest any kicker had ever been paid um, with average annual salary, and I think that's what Justin Tucker's at. So this is right Number two. Right underneath that, I would say. So let me ask you this: we haven't, seen, we haven't seen the specifics of it, so we don't on, know what his cap hit will be. Right, so we don't know his cap hit, but the numbers are pretty enormous. And breach, you know this: kickers tend to fluctuate from one year to the next. Are you okay with this? Yeah, I think they look. He was a restricted free agent, so they could given they could have given him a smaller deal. But I think that if you're a kicker and you have two straight really good seasons. That's when a team needs to lock you up because kickers are so inconsistent. 
Uh, we Jason Myers and Mason Crosby in 2020 were the only two kickers in the NFL to make every single one of their field goals. And you're thinking, oh man, they're going to be awesome again in 2021. They weren't. They ended up being two of the worst kickers last season. They both hit fewer than 75%. So that's a huge drop off. Young Way Q, not doing that. He is the only kicker in the NFL uh, who has hit 93% or more of his field goals in each of the past two seasons. So you're talking about he has been more accurate than any other kicker in the NFL over the past two years. Uh, he also makes all his extra points, which is a big thing now. Him, Justin Tucker, and Debo's boy, Jake Elliott, were the only kickers in the NFL last season who made at least 90% of their field goals and 100% of their extra points. So I think this is a smart signing. Mm. A lot of teams just think you can cycle through kickers and that's going to work for you. Uh, hello, Chargers. That's what they've been trying for so long. They obviously just gave Dustin Hopkins a three-year contract, so they're trying to get out of that. But for the most part, it doesn't work well for you. So uh, if you got a good kicker on your hands, hold on to him. It doesn't take a big bite out of your salary cap. Give him money. Hold on. Princeton's making the face like, eh. I would say that the... If you're gonna like, if you're gonna like, like a kicker like Justin Tucker, it's a no brainer. And Young Way Koo maybe is an elite kicker, but but he struggled early on. He got cut by the Chargers, I believe, right? By the team who cycles through kickers because they're not yeah. willing to wait to see if they're any good. Also, the fact that you're an indoor team and this guy's been successful and is a great onside kicker. I mean, like, I, I could, I could, you can talk me into it, but I, I just don't like, I don't like giving big contracts to kickers. Well, I think my my take my my response to that would be if you're saying you have a kicker under contract for say $4 million and Oh, we need to save 2 million. So we're going to get rid of our $4 million kicker and go get this other guy for 2 million. And then that other guy costs you three games with missed field goals. And that's sure. because you want to save $2 million right. when you could have easily cut that out of an, a backup at another position. It just, this is a starter, you know, you need to invest in it. Like it's a starting position who could cost you games or win you games. And some teams do that, some teams don't. Nobody yep. stumps harder for these kids. <laughs> That's why we have Breach on. He asked uh, speaking he of doesn't, the bag, he you, know, you know who else got the bag for like the like the Chase Daniel? Chase Signed another $2.5 million deal to be a backup. The richest um, man in America, Chase Daniel. I mean, relative, like like per on a per throw basis, he might be the richest. Who's made man. more? No one on a per throw basis, is what I'm saying. Like who's earned yeah. more money yeah. by holding a clipboard? I mean, no. Marcus Russell. And he's going to the Chargers, by the way, to pack Justin Herbert. So, you know, pretty good, pretty good gig. You're living in Los Angeles, making two point five, two point two five million. He's probably bummed that he's got to pay all those taxes. He probably wish he'd gone to the Jaguars or something. I don't think he's worried about money. I mean, can we? I want to. I need Chase Daniel career earnings. It's over forty million. He's made over forty million dollars. Are you sure about? I think it's thirty. It's right at forty million dollars going into next year, right? Something like that. For okay. how many it's, passes has he thrown? It's $40 million. He has attempted 261 passes in the NFL. Yes. Uh, so his career earnings are 38.9. And when you throw in the 2.2, this contract that will put him over 40. So he's making, I think I may have done that wrong. Oh my. So he's making $15,000 plus per pass attempt. Per pass attempt. I'll, I'll note Jamarcus Russell, $61 million deal with the, the Raiders getting drafted number one. Didn't oh get God. all I mean, that. I did that wrong. No, he's making $150,000 per pass attempt. Use your phone. Don't do it in your head, dumb dumb. I do it on my computer. I have to, I thought How I had many to pass attempts, Brenton? 264. 261. 161 <laughs> pass attempts? 261. Okay. 
I, I saw the number pop up. I was like, well, that can't be right. He's not 153,000. And Debo, what was Jarcus Russell? He threw Six, 61 million and he threw 680 times in, a, in his NFL career. Yeah, so, so that's like $9,000 a pass. Yeah, that's that's Chase wins. That is Chase, wild. Chase does win. The richest man, the, the single greatest producer of cash on a per throw basis in NFL history. And this, perhaps more impressive than Jamarcus, who's the first overall pick, Chase was undrafted. Yeah. Uh, by the way, one more winner or a p- possible winner out of today. Not as an NFL situation, but uh, Sunshine, a big possible winner. Did you see oh, what you're they- stealing my winner? Well done. Oh, were you going to go with the daylight savings type thing? Love it. Go ahead. So just to be clear, we're going to stay in like spring forward mode, right? We'll never fall back. Well, it's unanimous consent. So I don't know how far along the the bill making track we are. I don't know if it's been passed. Think they're suggesting that they're not suggesting we would be fall back permanently. Right, but I don't know if we're at the point where it's no, we would change. stay ahead permanently, and it would go into effect in November 2023 because the House of Representatives still has to pass it. There you go. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, I mean, and man. by the way, reaching across the aisle, Rubio and White House came together. On the I mean, this is this is like I mean, we're like there's a middle like there's a a like a like World War Three is imminent, and it's like all right, hold on, we got to bang out this Sunshine Protection Act and fix daylight savings time. <laughs> That's also a point. <laughs> You know what, though? Our government got something right. Let's just celebrate. It. Yeah, I know. I know. This, this As we'll be yelling. Screw something up. We'll take. We'll take the W. Um, always take the free W. Keep that. You know, the biggest the... loser is though out of this Phoenix. They're now in the Pacific time zone. They used to fluctuate between time zones depending on the. Oh, that's right. That's a they used winner. to be in the Why mountain time loser? zone for half the year, and even though it's they're on Mountain Standard Time all year, but they'd be in the Pacific time zone half the year, Mountain time zone half the year. Now they're just in the Pacific time zone. Um, any other? Any other winners? I think you could probably say continue to say that um uh but Trevor Lawrence keeps winning even though yeah, I don't think, the Jaguars well, are losing I don't, say I don't like what the Jaguars are doing relative to the moves but I do like that they are making the moves to put stuff around Trevor Lawrence. They added Evan Ingram um I don't even know if we've seen the money on the deal it's probably not going to be much. I think it's one year sub 10 million. Okay. And the Jaguars also released uh Miles Jack uh, Why are you signing Zay Jones to a three, three or twenty-four million dollar deal when you have Lavisca Chenault? Like I don't understand some of these moves. And DJ Chark signs for a one-year, ten million dollar deal to the Lions. Like, what are we? I mean, would so you rather I, have DJ Chark on a one-year, ten million dollar deal than Zay Jones on a three-year, twenty-four million dollar deal? Now they have zero number ones on the team. But so yeah, I don't know if trade. I mean, I get it on paper. The team looks better, but I don't know if they're using their resources wisely. Yeah. Uh, Another winner, Big Ben, because he's now will be a first ballot Hall of Famer after some dummy said he he may have to struggle to get in after the first ballot. Stealing that from my winners and losers list, Ryan? What? I put that in Slack yesterday. Uh, It was in my winners and losers list from Sunday night. You know what else you could say is a winner is me because I can't be burnt for that take. Why not? Because no, Tom Brady won't be Tom Brady won't be kicking like ben oh, it will be still a, be recognized as an idiotic take whether Tom Brady retires or not. No, 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 I said Tom Brady would be the cause of him not becoming a first ballot hall. Of but fame. even that was stupid. So what if he's not a first ballot hall of famer and Tom Brady's not involved? If Tom Brady's not involved, he's not a first ballot then, hall of famer. It's a dunk. Fa- it's a we do an emergency thirty minute just me pressing the dunk button while Wilson tries to get a word in. Oh, just like every other podcast. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Right on cue. I would say it, it brings in winner because if Brady plays like another three years now, it gives Rivers a clearer path without a quarterback to compete with. That's a great point. And, oh, Aaron Rodgers officially signed his contract. 
and he has gone from maybe I'll retire to I'm definitely playing two years and maybe three more years, which is, a, I mean, the Packers are huge winners there too. If they get three more years of Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden? I don't think anyone thought it was one year, did we? I, I don't know. If a, guy's, if a guy's deciding whether he wants to play or not, I'm assuming that he's... At this point, I don't trust anything he's. I mean, I would list them as like half winners. I'm not going to just say they're automatically a winner because the contract says he's going to play three more years. Does that mean he's not going to create offseason drama each year? And the big part is if after 2023 he decides to retire, the Packers would take a cap hit of what is this number here? 68.2 million (laughs) in dead cap space. That seems like a problem that that you got to worry about. Hey, what if Aaron decides he just doesn't want to play anymore? Uh, after two more years, then you're stuck with that last year and a $68 million dead cap hit. So let's just go ahead and break down the Rogers contract because we, we were pointing out on Monday that he had not officially signed a contract and that we did, you know, we didn't, we just didn't know what, you know, we just didn't know what the deal was going to be. And so um, my at, theory was that he was waiting because he wanted to spite Rappaport. And I feel like the contract's <laughs> right. He made his agent, hey, bro, we're not doing four years, 200 million. Let's do three years, 150. So he's yeah he did three years a hundred and fifty million dollars. It's essentially like a two year extension. Wait, I'm seeing okay. So I mean, like, if <laughs> these cap numbers are hilarious, bonkers. If he would, if they were to be, if they were to release him before this year, which I mean, obviously that's not happening. But his dead cap hit would be a hundred and seventy five million dollars. <laughs> His captain is, is 20, 28.53. Like if, if he, if they were, anyway, if they'd release him, it'd be a problem. If they released him before 2023, his dead cap hit would be $146.8 million. Now I think what would happen is after 2023, if he's like, I don't want to play anymore, you would figure out a way to restructure it. And, and just like, there's going to be, there is going to be some painful salary cap ramifications down the road for the green Bay Packers. But I think what they're doing is kind of taking the Rams, Saints, Bucks approach and shoving all in on Aaron Rodgers and presumably eventually Devontae Adams. Um, if they cut him before 2024, his dead cap hit is $115 million. And yes, he could walk away. He'd have to pay a bunch of money back, but he'd have to walk. He can he could submarine their cap if he wanted to. Definitely. And like I said, the drama comes after 2023 because you have that huge cap hit. uh, If he retires of 68 million and guess what, you know, who else contract expires after 2023 Jordan love. So what do you do with him? Do you keep him or do you, if you keep him, you have him. Does that include his fifth year? You're assuming. No, no, no. His fifth year option be 2024. So if you keep Jordan love, you have two more years at a cheap rate but you would have to make the decision on that fifth year option uh, following the 2022 season. And then if you do pick up the option and now you have Jordan loves make what 26, 27 million for 2024 and Aaron Rodgers at his cap number in 2024. I mean, that's bonkers. You can't do that. So does this deal mean that Jordan love is gone? I, I don't think it would be shocking if they traded Jordan love. They said they won't do it, but they should. If there's a team out there who liked Jordan Love who would be willing to give up a second round pick, no? No one's going to give up a second round pick for Jordan Love. Okay. Really? I don't think so. Okay. They would they would have traded him for a second round pick. They can say what they want. Aaron so Rodgers is holding off for the second round pick. They're trading him. Jordan Love um, ain't Jordan Love ain't playing. No, he's not playing. But that's part of the if problem. If you were a team that needed a quarterback, would you rather give up a second round pick for Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, 
Well, well, what's your what's your status as a team? Do you need a quarterback? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I'll take a shot in the dark. Take Jordan. Seahawks. Love. I'll take Jordan Love. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is terrible. The who? Seahawks. 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 I would take Jimmy G over. Oh, you guys don't agree on that. That's yeah, fun. but I'm not a Jimmy G fan. Why not? Which I've made. Why not? Why, <laughs> why? Why would I be? I don't understand why Jimmy G is good. He's been to multiple. Or the Colts, Jordan Love or Jimmy G. So I think that's a Jimmy G situation. Jimmy G. I want the veteran. I want the proven veteran. Yeah. Yeah, he might be okay there. He Panthers. Panthers. I think you take the upside with Jordan Love and hoping okay. you hit on him. Something. On it would be Sam Darnold if you took Jimmy Garoppolo on that team. It'd be the exact same thing. I mean, that's rude to Jimmy. I think man. if you feel like you're a Super Bowl contender, you take Garoppolo. If you're on the fence or lower, you take Love. <laughs> What's lower than the fence? <laughs> well, if, and the Panthers are lower than the fence. <laughs> yeah, the Panthers are lower than the fence. I think <laughs> the Panthers, whether they know it or not, are lower than the fence. I'm trying to visualize what the lower than the fence looks like. Like the you're in the ground. Is, the team that should take a stab at Jordan Love is the Atlanta Falcons. I guess you draft your own guy. He's only got two years left. That made that make any sense. And here's the other thing: like a lot of teams may not like Jordan Love. Don't forget the Packers traded up to get him. Yeah, they got one pick after this 49ers trade for Brandon Ayuk, which I'm sure the Packers would much rather have right now. And it's entirely possible teams just don't like Jordan. Love. Or what about Washington? Yeah, Sorry, Devo. Well, they got he's under contract two more years very cheaply, and if he beat out Carson Wentz, you have two quarterbacks on your roster, and you let him battle it out. Carson Wentz or Jordan Love, Wilson. For oh, come on. Jordan Love. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. I'm telling you, in this man's mind, he believes Bailey Zappi is a better 2021 week one, 2022 week one starter than Carson Wentz. Who did yeah. I say? Do you remember, Debo? I'm on the record for Jimmy Garoppolo or Jordan or, or uh, Wentz. I don't know where I'm at on no, that one. No, Jimmy G. You were I, definitive in that. That's okay. I can't remember that. I think Wilson, I mean, I think uh, Debo might take Jimmy G over Wentz. No way. Uh, Jimmy, no, Jimmy, that's 100% fair. Oh, okay. All right. You you said like the current version of Dennis Dixon, I think you said over Carson Wentz. <laughs> big, ben or Jim, big Ben or Carson Wentz? I'll take Big Ben in 10 years over Carson Wentz in 2017. My God. My God. All right, let's take a break, and, uh, and we'll, we'll turn down the troll meter, and we'll find some, uh, find some losers from the day two of free agency, including the Cowboys, who got – Scoop slammed by one of their pass rushers. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So the Dallas Cowboys convinced um, Demarcus Lawrence. They won in a big way. Demarcus Lawrence took a smaller deal. And David Cantor came out and said it on the radio with, uh, I think, 105.3 The Fan. And that's, that's Demarcus Lawrence's agent. He said, look, 
And, and, and don't get me wrong, Demarcus Lawrence got a good deal. He got t- uh, three years, thirty million dollars, fully guaranteed. Okay. And okay. we lost Brinson. Demarcus uh, Lawrence did get a fantastic deal because it's not often you see a defender get a fully guaranteed contract. And the Cowboys were on a roll. And Wilson, did they find this extra money in their couch cushion? Because I thought the Cowboys were short on cash going into the free agency. I know they did uh, restructure a few deals, namely Dak Prescott's. Um, and so it looked like, boom, they were going to keep Demarcus Lawrence. They did. And then, boom, it looked like they were going to keep Randy Gregory. And they didn't. Yeah, I think Demarcus Lawrence actually had seven straight years of guaranteed money. Welcome back, Brinson. Hope your potty break was uh, fruitful for you. Chrome just crashes once. So we were uh, – Brent, the uh, breach just set it up. Demarcus Lawrence got paid. Cowboys didn't have a less hour cap space. He, he, took, a pay, he took a pay cut. No, we heard more guaranteed money in order to stay in Dallas and to try to help the team out. I mean, presumably one of those moves would be to sign Randy Gregory. Right. They were supposed to sign Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory actually liked a tweet from Patrick Walker of CBS Sports in which Patrick Walker explained that the deal was in place. They were a few, four or five million apart. Randy Gregory sounded like he was making some concessions. And then at the last minute, they tried to do the old switcheroo on Randy Gregory. And he said, peace out. And then promptly agreed to terms with the Broncos. The Broncos sent out a tweet with uh, Stephen Colbert uh, gift going, surprise, which was pretty funny. Um, the deal is not official yet because I don't think it'd be official till Wednesday. So perhaps there's some some room for the Cowboys to to sort of undo what they did. But I would imagine Randy Gregory is not happy with it. Uh, there are also reports. I think Patrick Walker tweeted this out that Jerry Jones is livid with how this unfolded. And you know, if he truly wanted Randy Gregory, I don't blame him. Uh, Randy Gregory, as his last three likes are uh, Patrick yeah. Walker's like Charles Robinson. Who reported of Yahoo reported that Randy Gregory reversal of the Broncos was 100% a matter of the Cowboys tinkering with contract language at the last moment. Like it or not, you can't come in with that maneuver when there's another team on hold just waiting for an opening. And oh. uh, Jeff Cavanaugh, formerly of uh, of radio there, I think said that, or I think it was report maybe, or he was talking about it, it was reported regardless that the Cowboys essential essentially were trying to Build in protections based on Randy Gregory's history. Fine. Don't do it in the 11th hour. How about that? Correct. Well, and the funny thing is, we also have uh, Clarence Hill from today, Cowboys beat writer, and maybe this is the Cowboys side of thing, but he says, per sources, the language in Randy Gregory's contract is standard in every Cowboys contract. It isn't Michael Gallup and Demarcus Lawrence's contract. It was not specified language for Gregory. A player could lose bonuses or guarantees if that player is fined or suspended. But if it's standard in every contract, it feels like... Why do they have to tinker at the last second? Right, exactly. So it's a little little weird. Yeah. Cowboys are in damage control right now. It's going to be hilarious if it's in the, in the Broncos contract and he signs that one anyway. It, you know, it was weird too because he got he got almost he got the exact same contract, and I was really surprised at the amount that he got. I mean, I think it's like it's probably fair-ish market value. I mean, he had like six sacks. He was a really productive player, but you know, he hadn't. This is his first season ever, really. Um, you know, having having a big year, he's been suspended three times. I felt like we've written. I felt like. I've written personally like 10 to 15, maybe 20 Randy Gregory suspension or update on suspension or reinstated stories over the, and I, you know, I haven't written anything in like two years um, over the course. Yeah, of that's our- probably why Jerry Jones is livid. He probably thinking, 
look, I stood by this guy right through thick and thin through every suspension i think, I think he's mad at his at the cowboys no, i think he's mad at everyone i think oh, he's okay. uh, you know he's did mad he at the cowboys for, mad? like did we mad get- at, he's mad at the cowboys for blowing this he's mad at gregory for spurning him and stiffing him over and, and going to denver uh it, it would seem like jerry jones is probably mad at every single person involved in this situation did we so did we get a um a quote from jerry jones no there's a report i think actually patrick walker may tweeted out that Jerry Jones oh. is livid, I believe was the word. Uh, yeah, I'm told Jerry Jones is livid. You're right. Good call. Um, so he bounces to Denver for the exact same contract. Uh, what is it? 28 million guaranteed, 70 million over f- uh, five years. Yep. Yeah. So that's 14 million dollars a year. When you look at the, you know, when that you, ain't Christian Kirk, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was looking at pass rusher uh, edge contracts and. I think I think it's kind of fair. So like, fourteen yeah. million dollars is I mean, it's in the it's below Trey Hendrickson and Dan, Daniel Hunter, both of whom I would rather have than Randy Gregory. It's more than Demarcus Lawrence, but Demarcus Lawrence took a pay cut, and his is fully guaranteed. Like Gregory's, you know, twenty eight million dollars guaranteed over five years. I mean, that's probably really a two year deal at fourteen million, and then we'll see if if everything's fine. And then, like, Preston Smith is 13, Yannick Ngakwe, 13, JPP, 12-5. I think that's I think that's kind of fair where he slots out there in terms of... Yeah, I don't have any issue with it. In fact, would you rather have uh, Randy Gregory or Von Miller, who apparently is now interested in the Cowboys? Um, I would rather have Von Miller for 2022. Yeah, for 2022. But for a five-year deal, I mean... Yeah. I think it's Gregory close. probably has a little bit more upside. I don't know if you said this. Were you quoting Ed Werder? Who are you quoting, Breach, with the tweet that you explained? Uh, uh, Clarence Hill. But Ed Werder just tweeted out something similar. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. And that's where I got the, the Von Miller note from that he may end up in Dallas. He has a home nearby, apparently. That's not a bad consolation prize either. I'm assuming it won't be a five-year deal. It might be a two- or three-year deal or something. Yeah, I think it's really more like a two-year deal with the signing bonus. In other words, Gregory is getting a decent signing bonus now. You spread it out over five years. He's got the twenty-eight million dollars in there that you know it makes it fourteen million dollars a year, but it's you know, it's pro- it's probably like a two-year twenty-eight million dollar deal that can that can be continued if the team wants. It's like a we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, look, for if I'm the Cowboys and I get Von Miller out of it, and that was reported by Jane Slater, I think that it was actually um, a, a legitimately possible uh, scenario. I'd rather have Von Miller for next year, but it it does stink to draft this guy. Like you go through three suspensions with him, he probably cost your team. Like st- sticking by him probably cost you the opportunity to get more pass rushers who could have helped your team maybe win more playoff games. Um, they you go through all themselves. this. You go through all this just to get laughed at by a Stephen Colbert gif. They did it to themselves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a pie down hard. Yeah, I mean that's a great point, Breach. Um, no, it's like working at um. I don't know, like a recovery facility, and then you know you're you're. Nah, that's not a good. I can't think of the analogy. Breach is better yes. than that. <laughs> but the point awesome. is this: put in the, the initial, waters. put in the initial contract. Don't put it in, in the in the contract that in the last minute allows Randy Gregory to to moonwalk out of the building. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Um, okay, the we actually have the Jaguars list on here as losers. We talked about them already, but I mean just to circle back on it. They've spent more money than anybody in free agency. I mean, it just feels like one of those Miami Dolphins or Jacksonville Jaguars off seasons where 
they attract these B-level free agents. I mean, Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones have upside, but those are not like top shelf. I mean, you know, they have Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault. They have a some pro- conversation that LaVisca might be traded. I mean, I go get LaVisca. I love LaVisca. It's just a, it's just like a it's just a mashup of okay guys. Now, if if Trevor Lawrence takes a big step forward under Doug Peterson and the offensive line can protect him, he'll make all these guys look a lot better. And some of these guys guys might have a big seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just hard to look at. It, this feels like almost like last year with the Jaguars, where they couldn't because Trent Baalke's not well liked around the league. They couldn't go out and get marquee free or even even if there aren't any really even any marquee free agents, but it, it seems clear they can't get to Ron Armstead or otherwise they would have. Right. Well, I, I mean, breach just noted that maybe Teron's waiting for Deshaun. And yeah. That was promptly stolen on Twitter by someone not named Will Brinson, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> Wait, somebody said that like immediately after or was it breach? No, um, it? You know, what's funny though, is that with Jacksonville, it, they do seem a little bit more competent knowing that Doug Peterson's the coach. Whereas if Urban Meyer was still there, we'd all be laughing about this and say, oh my God, they're going two and 15. They just blew $250 million. But with Peterson, you actually think, you know what? Maybe they're putting the pieces together here to get the six or seven wins. Maybe not compete for a playoff spot, but it does seem like they're going to be better. Look, if the Texans obviously aren't going to be playing Deshaun Watson, and if the Colts don't figure out their quarterback situation, yeah, the circling globe on the Champions League thing is very annoying. I was getting really distracted by it. Yeah, um, I was like trying not to look at it. Uh, the but like if the Colts, if the Colts don't really figure out their quarterback situation, and the Texans aren't good. I mean, the Jaguars could easily be the second best team in this division. Yeah, if, not I, easily. I think a lot has to happen. <laughs> I mean, let's say the Colts end up. What are the uh, Debo? Do you have the uh, the playoff odds handy on the Jaguars? Is that, is that a big ask while you while you scramble? Playoff odds are tougher to come by right now. He needs the division odds. Well. The division odds, sorry. Yeah, division that's, odds that's I what I'm getting yeah. for you. Noted anyway, sharp. Noted sharp. Right. I, was say, I am a sharp. <laughs> Do you have <laughs> the football odds for the Jaguars, Debo? The oval ball odds. So you had those handy. Uh, I was going to say. So the Titans are the favorite. At, oh, my God. We need to bet the Titans. What do you think well, the Titans are? But don't put it up yet, Debo. Hold on. If you can. What it better. Give your response. Like minus 140. Yeah, minus, minus 120. Minus one hundred five. What are they thinking there? Is it? I think it's the same thing. Brinson's done a good job of kind of relaying this. We were talking about yesterday with the Saints and the Panthers that they, you don't want to get burnt if one of those teams trades for Deshaun Watson. And I think that's the thing here with the Colts is the the odds makers don't want to get burnt if Indy ends up with a competent quarterback. Did you see the article in the Las Vegas Review Journal from today? I actually canceled my subscription last month, so I missed it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Breach, did you see this article? I did see it. So Jay Cornegie of uh, the Sportsbook or Westgate, is it what, Sportsbook USA or whatever they're called now, like was, Superbook, Superbook, was being and moaning to this reporter about <laughs> about claiming there was quote inside information. Oh, I saw al- that. I saw the headline. Okay, go ahead. That allowed betters to come in a sharp a couple. He was like, "These are sharp betters. These just aren't like random players. They're like respected betters. Yeah, Wilson types." And, he, and they came in and laid a bunch of money on the Bucks at 60 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And it was before Tom Brady came back. And it's like, dude, I mean, I guess there's inside information, or you could read the article that came out every single day in a different, like, 
paper or on pro football talk or on like a Tom Brady's Instagram where it was very, very clear that this guy was not decided on February 7th. Tom Brady said to Jim Gray, never say never. Like, like he, he was opening it up the entire time. To and as well as Wilson point on February 1st, Brady's retirement announcement didn't even mention retirement. Correct. Uh, I you know what they were also at 60 to one. I mean, I think the odds were actually shorter than that when it was, they won it the first time. Like I James, right. I yeah, think they were. Yeah. And so like you could have, you could have read through the, you could have read the tea leaves and shortened those numbers. You know, you could have, and they dropped it out of 35 to one and he got hit again. I mean, you know, that's it, that I don't buy that that was inside information, but I do believe the opposite of what we were talking about where, the Bucks uh, at Caesars, the Bucks and the 49ers were shortened on purpose to avoid getting burnt by Brady. Sportsbook did the opposite, and they have some exposure. Now you can also, you know, you complain and now what happens when uh what happens when the Bucks don't win the Super Bowl? You know, all of a sudden you got a nice little six-figure profit there. Or um, what happens when the Texans keep Deshaun Watson at plus twenty five hundred? Then they're yeah, really screwed. Yeah, then you're really host. Um I I think the Titans are a bet there for sure. Because, uh, so what, what's the math on the tight the Texans again? Just we don't know the quarterback situation because we sort of do. Well, it's the Texans going to be bad. Not much worse than the Jaguars. More than three times worse than the Jaguars. I don't know. Uh, may, yeah, yeah, that's probably an off number. I mean, Derrick Henry and Brian Tannehill get hurt. Texans can win the division. I guess. I mean, I, I sort of like I like the plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, I think I think the Trevor Lawrence factor, Doug Peter. It's the same thing we're talking about. The respect for the Jaguars. And why are the Colts uh, plus one fifty with no quarterback? It's got to be. I don't even know what it, what trade is protecting against. I, I think honestly, I think if we're doing odds on Baker, I think Baker is Indy in in Seattle. Those you know my- what's funny though about the the Brady thing is literally literally the same exact situation happened sure. in March 2020. There was a gambler in Vegas who put five hundred dollars on Tampa to win Super Bowl at fifty to one. Forty five thousand or put a thousand dollars on uh the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl at forty five to one. And this was all before Brady signed with the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. Just guessing, yeah. I mean, guessing inside information, but it's the same. Yeah, right. He could have been guessing it, could have been inside information. You don't know, but it's the same principle at work here that if you think you know, this isn't an integrity of the game thing where uh Tom Brady lost his playbook and someone found it and now they're betting one way or the other. This is a guy made a decision and you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything for the NFL to investigate here. I think this is just, this is, this is somebody, somebody in Vegas who has a, a sizable gambling bankroll is shopping around online on the various apps and looking to see, and he's like reading these stories, you know, reading these stories about Brady is on the fence and Brady's telling Fred couples, like, I don't know what my future holds and like leaving gigantic breadcrumbs all over the place. And he finds a 60 to one and he hammers it. Like I, said, I mean, if I'd seen a 60 to one, I would have hammered it too. Cause we, we, they just haven't been out there. You know, it's been like, it, in fact, the Super Bowl odds have in a lot of places been taken off because of the rod. There's so much stuff out there that was going to change. You know, again, the Broncos for the last, you know, 24 months have been, or 12 months or whatever it is, have been 20 to one or less because of fear of Aaron Rodgers being traded to him. Now it went up during the season, but it came back down this offseason. I mean, you know, when they opened him up, they, they the Colts at plus 150. What do you think happens if they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, um, probably plus 2,500. <laughs> I, I don't, 
I think that that I think that the price won't fluctuate much. I think they are baking in that the Colts have to find somebody at quarterback, whether it's Baker or Jimmy G. Like if if we if the if the if the Texans were in a different division and the Colts were possibly trading for Deshaun Watson, I think the Colts would be maybe even minus money. But I think that plus one fifty is it, there's a lot of respect for the Colts roster. Jimmy G is a is a capable quarterback, especially with that sort of setup where you're running the ball a ton, play action. I just think the Titans are clearly the best team in the division, though. I, I don't. So just just so just to wrap this up, so Tom Brady, when did he end up in Tampa Bay? When did he arrive there? Mid March, March, mid March, yeah. twenty twenty, right? Yep. Yeah. So their Super Bowl odds uh, in January of that year were plus five. 5,000. 50 to 1. Yeah. Yes. And now, um, this is from SI, and the Super Bowl odds when Tom Brady retired, quote-unquote, was plus 2,000. Now it's down to plus 800. Um, I'm not sure of the book here. but So plus 5,000 when Tom Brady, prior to Tom Brady's arrival the first time, plus 2,000 after this season when they were a better football team, I think, than they were before Tom Brady's arrival, but still had no quarterback. Just so yeah, right. And I'm saying it's the same situation where somebody bet on the fact that Brady might play for this team, yeah, whether yeah. in 2020, it's, whether it's signing with the Bucs or returning the Bucs this year, and the gamble paid off. But but it's but it's an even worse move by the sport by sports book because like we didn't know that Tom Brady might go to the Bucs. That was That's, a right. That that was a you're predicting what Tom yeah. Brady might do in terms of picking between several teams, all of whom would love to have Tom Brady, whereas this was simply Maybe the greatest football player of all time who said he wants to play until he's 45 and has like made it kind of unclear what he's definitely going to do could come back to the team that has his rights. I mean, it was, a, it was just you hung a bad number. Take the L. And you know what's funny about this? You know, the big winner is going to be is Jay and the guys over at the Super Bowl because the Buccaneers aren't winning the Super Bowl. Right. The Packers are winning the Super Bowl. No all right. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're whining to the paper. Like, what do you. And by the way, I like Jay. I don't, I don't know Jay. So he's a nice guy. Very nice guy. Hooked me up when I was out there for the Super Bowl uh, when you guys were in Arizona watching Russell Wilson throw. Oh, I'll bring this up because I love it when you bring up that Super Bowl. It was you and Jamie Erdahl. How would you say your careers have gone since then between you and Jamie? Jesus. Oh! <laughs> I'm hovering and, and she shot up like a superstar. I'm treading water and she is on the moon. <laughs> right, she's on top of the mountain and Breach is drowning. Um, okay. Anything? Uh, anything else? Did we mention the Jaguars release Miles Jack? Yeah, Titans yeah, cut to North Jenkins. Oh, the uh, Buccaneers did trade for Shaq Mason from the Patriots. Got a fifth-round pick is all it cost. So wow. they lose Ali Marpet to retirement. Alex Kappa signs with Bre uh, Breach's Bengals, and they get better at one of the guard positions, which is pretty impressive. I don't know what the Patriots are thinking other than saving some cap space. But well, I'm glad you brought that up, Wilson, because I was going to mention the Patriots and my losers when we were talking about the losers, but I was like, nope, Belichick's not a loser because he's doing something here, something yeah. diabolical. But you look at yeah. the Patriots have done in the past 48, 72 hours. They released Kyle Van Noy. They traded Shaq Mason. They let Ted Karras go in free agency. They traded Chase Winovich. They're just dumping starters left and right. They're clearing cap space. What is their end game here? What are they going to do with this cap space? I don't know. I think One of the uh, things I heard was Leo that, Collins. Right. They were sniffing around Leo Collins um, of the Cowboys. And obviously nothing's happened yet, but maybe we, perhaps that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but I, I mean, still, that's I like Leo Collins, but Shaq Mason was pretty good too. So I, I'm not sure the the, the long plan. But the, the Patriots game. have been dumping salary cap and adding nothing. So they are going to be a team to watch, it feels like, over the next 24, 48 hours. Well, hopefully they trade two first-round picks for Mason Rudolph. 
Um, the Broncos signed DJ Jones to a three-year, $30 million deal, which is interesting. There's been a couple defensive tackles, uh, BJ Hill. And then who was the other one that got a, it was like sort of the same type of deal. I think uh, the guy that went to uh, the Jaguars. The three years, 30 million? Yeah, it's like three years, 30 million for just a, a an up and coming sort of under the radar defensive tackle. Kind of like it. Uh, Johnny Hecker released, it, released by the Rams. Sad. Some, some, some stuff Sad. that happened. Some stuff that happened like kind of like late night last night. Oh, Foley um, Fadukasi, three year, 30 million for the Jaguars. Jaguars. Um, he's not the fullback, right? Defensive tackle. Okay, who's the fullback they signed? Uh, I don't think he signed a fullback. They signed a linebacker. Four Johnny years. Hecker getting cut on the Ides of March. Rams stabbing him in the back after 10 years with the team. Four Pro Bowl appearances, four first-team All-Pros. A2, Sean. The fourth uh, best net punting average in the NFL last year. Hecker is going to get – somebody's going to swoop in there and sign him. You also predicted that he was going to get cut before last season because they had somebody else on the roster that was just as good a punter. And so. it was a year late, so. Yes. But that's because they had Bjork as last year. That's right. And I thought he would win the punting competition. Who? And he, uh, Bjork is. I think Bjork, Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite band as we you know prog prog rock from progressive prog rock progressive <laughs> 90s prog rock from the netherlands or like wherever she's from she's from uh iceland or finland i think i don't know I, why yeah I know. progressive prog rock from iceland and progressive yeah, prog when you said prog rock i should have known because you don't know capitals i thought you meant czechoslovakia prog rock no, no i meant progressive rock i get it but it would have been funnier if you meant czechoslovakia yeah, rock, no, like prog. I, may, I may have meant that i don't know mm-hmm. um the Chiefs uh, restructure, or they gave it a, uh, Frank Clark an extension, two-year, $29 million oh, deal. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that. Okay, that's good because there was some conversation he might get uh, dealt. Yep, and also... Andrew uh, Whitworth retired. Did we mention that? The Chiefs also signed Justin Reed to a three-year, $31.5 million deal, which presumably signals the end of... Tyron Matthew. Yeah, no, I think he does. Worth noting, by the way, Breach has interrupted us twice. Wants to talk about a punter and wants to talk about Andrew Whitworth, 48 years old, retiring. Just give it a second. We'll get I just there. want to talk about the Rams. Just want to give um, the Rams some love. A lot of Rams fans I, I on this podcast. I don't I don't know if Bjork is prog rock, by the way. I was just kind of throwing No, it. she's not. She's like emo, I think, right? Yeah, like Iceland emo 90s music. I um, best Sean with that. Breach, did you know? You have, I don't think you've been on the appearances, so I don't know if you know, but did you know that I've snuck in? Tyron Matthew uh, on 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 HQ hits when I'm like I'm talking and then I'll like stop and pause and hit the button. Maybe you're on for one of them. I was watching one of them. Yeah, they're pretty. They get a pretty. Oh, you good keep reaction. doing it. You've done it more than once. I did it with uh, Brandon the other day, and he was like, "What the hell is yeah, that?" Yeah, he has no idea. He doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Hakeem got it. Hakeem got it. And liked it. Um, I'm glad uh, you've milked that thing for all it's worth. Although Brandon did ask for me to play it one more time on the way out. The, Another. Uh, I guarantee you, totally asked him to ask you. Another winner, John Feliciano and Mark Lewinsky. Offensive lineman signings by the the Giants. So if the plan is to protect Adana Dimes, I feel like that's at least a step in the right direction. Yep. Uh, Breach did mention Andrew Whitworth retiring. That is worth noting. Not surprising, but man, you talk about going out on top. He is. He went out. He went out as a Super Bowl champion and the Walter Payton Man of the Year. I'm not. I mean, I'm not sure you can top that. And he went out by beating the team that drafted him. And gave up on him because they thought he was washed up five years ago. Yep. Um, Benson has him as a Hall of Famer, according to our episode in December of 2020 as well. Whitworth and Ben Roethlisberger in the same class. Whitworth gets in. I'll I'll say this. Whitworth gets in before Matthew Stafford. I'll. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, because he retired. Yeah, because he's going to. I mean, I think Whitworth's a Hall of Famer. Four-time Pro Bowler and you play till 40. I know Pro Bowls shouldn't measure everything, but come on. Two-time. He was drawing the line. I would get. I would bet that you think everyone's a Hall of Famer, so that's that's a problem with your 
All right. Oh, same take. I'll remember this when I'm not on the podcast in five years. I hate to give Wilson's team any credit, but I think the Steelers are also a winner by adding Levi Wallace and James Daniels. Yeah, James Daniels is huge. By the way, uh, we're going to be the AFC North version of the Bears. So, hello, eight and a half wins. Wait, so you don't, you, Diva, you're like, 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 just snuff, snuffing away the idea that Andrew Whitworth is a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, a super great career. Obviously, a, a super great guy, Walter Payton Man of the Year. But, like, I, I side on Wilson's side sometimes when we're, we're throwing everybody in Canton. Well, well, I think I'm very could, conservative about who goes to Canton. I think you could no, argue I, that, yeah. that's what he's saying. I think you could argue oh. that um, he was the best player at his position twice, at least for multiple years. Is that enough times? Now you're turning me on my... Right. You know who was tweeting about uh, Andrew Withers? Whitworth's retirement? The Hall of Fame. Ooh. I'm not going to – we do not need to extend this for a no. Hall of Fame offensive lineman conversation, but I would be upset if Whitworth got in over former Eagle Jason Peters. I think they're, both, oh, that's both, fair. they're just both going to get in. Everyone can't get in. And it's, just, guys it's, it's hilarious to me that you want to put everyone in except Ben Roethlisberger. If you played for 16 years, won a Super Bowl, and are a two-time All-Pro, two-time first-team All-Pro, and are like like generally beloved two by times the media, in 16 years. That's 12 and a half percent at the time you're an All-Pro. You guys I mean, scoffed at me. Now I'm turning this into an Eagles. You guys scoffed at me saying Jason Kelsey was a Hall of Famer. I don't Did I? Did I scoff at that? I can't remember. I scoffed four, a lot. Four-time first-team All-Pro at his position. I would say the best center in 15 years. All right. I'm sorry. I think I, I think 17 years or yeah, 17 years for Jason Peters is going to get him in. All right. I just marked it in the calendar. June 19th, we will hold our Andrew Whitworth Hall of Fame debate. All right. We don't need to hold it right now. That'll be me and Brent's birthday week. So perfect. You and Debo can talk about that for three hours. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's it for the show for Tuesday's reaction. If for some reason. Sean Watson's traded. Obviously, we will go emergency podcast. That's probably the only emergency podcast we have. I, Baker traded or Jimmy G traded. Qualify. So, Brinson's saying if a starting quarterback gets traded, we'll just be. so you know, I have all man soccer tonight from eight forty five to ten thirty p.m. Yes. So I will if, not if be a star, If a starting caliber quarterback gets traded, we'll do an emergency podcast. Which means if Carson Wentz gets traded again, we won't do an emergency podcast. Um, that's it for the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Wilson and Breach, I am Brinson. We will see you guys later. CBS Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.